setting the context that this relationship is going to be a relationship where we're going to navigate personal growth together. So often people are trying to silo out or separate out their own personal growth with their professional career. And to me, if we're actually really doing what we can ultimately do together in the best way, it's really hard to separate those out. So that means that we're doing things such as giving feedback to each other, we're addressing issues with each other, we're taking responsibility for our parts and all the breakdowns, and we're really working together to make sure that each of us are committed to our own growth. Welcome to The Art of We, the podcast where we explore how committed partnerships can be potent vehicles for fully delivering our gifts to the world. Hi, I'm Krista Vanderveer, a seasoned consultant and executive coach. And I'm Dr. Will Vanderveer, a leader and educator in integrative mental health and wellness. As husband and wife and business partners, we keep learning that the key to maximizing our authenticity and impact in the world lies inside the health, security, and depth of our relationship. On this show, we'll pull back the curtains to share lessons, insights, and practices from our own marriage and professional careers that help us thrive. If you're a leader, founder, or overachiever, and you want to leverage your relationships for personal and collective growth, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Art of We podcast. This is episode number 56. We are so happy to have a question today from one of our listeners that we are going to address on this episode, which I'm very excited about. Will, can you share the question? Sure. So this question came in from the chief operating officer of a organization that's near and dear to us and was a really great question and follow-up to our previous episode on the topic of optimal relationships between co-founders. And the question was, can these principles be fully applied to a hierarchical relationship within a company? We were talking about secure functioning between co-founders or leaders of an organization. Yes. So if you want to go back to episode 52, you can hear more about what we're talking about in terms of secure functioning with co-founders or business partners. But first, let's just define secure functioning and how it relates to this question, because this is a really good question about how to create a really powerful work relationship with somebody where there is a hierarchy and there is a power dynamic instead of it being two people who are equal in their decision-making power and equal in their responsibility. So, Will, would you just say at a high level what secure functioning is? Well, the great thing about this question is that it caused us to get more clear about our language. So what we were talking about in episode 52 under secure functioning was this notion of optimized relational functioning that can move things forward in a much more powerful way between two people working on the same project. The term secure functioning comes out of the neuroscience of how neuroscience studies around observing infants and caregivers and what optimal dynamics between caregivers and infants looks like, and then translating that into adult-to-adult partnerships and what the best of the best patterns look like between people. Great. Thank you. So yes, thank you for the question because this did help us get a little bit more clear about what we want to be talking about. And one way to address your question, dear listener, is to share more about our framework and the elements of our framework so that we can then 
answer your question with more clarity and precision. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so our system is called the WE operating system or the WEOS. And it's influenced by three components. And secure functioning or this packed work from Stan Tacken is a big part, a big influencer of the WEOS. So that's one influencer. Will, do you want to share the second influencer? Sure. So the second influencer we call the growth-oriented mindset, which is essentially the view that life is a trajectory of growth and no one said it would be easy. No one said we would feel secure all the time. It's not designed to be safe. And there's a tremendous amount of opportunity in the world when you look at the world from the point of view of I'm here to grow and it's going to be hard, but I'm going to stick with it. Exactly. And there's a lot inside of that component. And the third influencer to our framework called the WEOS, that we're going to share more about that, is the work of the Collaborative Way, designed by Lloyd Fickett. And this is a methodology that was brought into companies that has a set of practices that everybody would commit to practicing with each other. Ideally, everybody would commit. And they would do so in order to move forward what the company is up to. And so that's been a big influencer of what we're calling the WEOS. And how would you describe what the WEOS framework is? Well, it goes back to six years and a week ago, our first date, where we talked about relationships that can become potent agents of change in the world through optimal relational practices that are not only designed for our own private love oasis, also designed to address some of the world's hardest challenges. Right. So it's a framework or an operating system that helps people come together to help them thrive as individuals and together collaboratively in order to move forward something critical or important in the world. Yeah? Yeah. And it involves a tricky transition that we talk about and nerd out about quite a bit, which is this transition from the I to the we and beginning to perceive the needs and wants and desires and fulfillments of the collective whether that collective is two people or 50 people or more, as one's own desires and fulfillments. So usually, I would say, if not all the time, there's a part of us that doesn't want to go along with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and we're, I would say, collectively, majoritively taught to come from an eye perspective when we're... Right growing up. And so it's really, it can be a very hard transition and it requires a lot of commitment to waking up to how we're seeing things, waking up to where we don't see possibility, waking up to where we're in a very positional or narrow-minded mindset. Yeah. Yeah. And to make it even more fun and interesting and weird, what we're not talking... (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, we're going weird. We're going weird. (laughs) It's not about effacing yourself or disappearing into the collective and not having your own voice. It's really important to emphasize that because many of us play it safe and, and, you know, learn how to avoid conflict and kind of go along to get along in the world. And that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about the messy, challenging reality of bringing our own voice, our own wisdom, putting that in the mix Mm -hmm. and recognizing that the best gumbo is made from you know, a lot of different ingredients, some of which are very spicy. 
Yes. I love that you're saying that now. And it's really about embracing the personal growth journey for the betterment of all and supporting each other to grow as well, which is a huge part of that. It's a huge part of speaking up, huge part of feedback for each other. It's a huge part of being in, in relationship and being human together. So we're excited about our WeOS framework, and you'll be hearing more about that. But for now, we want to answer the COO's question about bringing, is it possible to bring what we were calling on that episode 52, secure functioning into a relationship where there's hierarchy or a power dynamic? So now that we've laid the groundwork for more of what we're talking about, when we come back from the break, we are going to get into the nitty gritty of how to create an optimal relationship when there is hierarchy or power dynamic. We'll be right back. We hope you're enjoying this episode. I want to take a quick break to let you know about a gift we created for you and your partner. We compiled our top 10 relationship agreements, agreements that have been so powerful in supporting the success of our partnership that we even turned them into our wedding vows. These agreements help us stay connected, growing, and thriving as a couple, and they've been critical to help us create a kind of we that's way beyond what we've ever experienced before. You can download this free gift at kristavanderveer.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-A-V-A-N-D-E-R-V-E-E-R.com. Also, if you enjoy our podcast, it would be so meaningful to us if you left us a rating and review. Not only does it help others find us, but it gives us critical feedback on how we're doing. Thanks in advance. And now back to the episode. Okay, welcome back. So we're going to get into how to create an optimized, optimal relationship that includes elements of secure functioning in the way we were talking about it inside of a professional dynamic where there's hierarchy. And the dip biggest difference between somebody like you and me, Will, who have mutual responsibility, mutual decision-making, and all of that, and a work relationship, is that there is this there is likely in the work relationship a power dynamic where somebody has the final decision, somebody's job or security or even salary is being, you know, pretty much driven by that one person. There's that differential. There's that difference. Now, it's not to say that when you and me, will, we take on a project together, often one of us is leading the project and will be the final decision maker, but we're all along the way aligning with each other as that decision is is happening and the decision might change based on being influenced by the other person. So I would say that can still be true inside of a hierarchical employer-employee relationship. But I would say that there are three things specifically that you would need to create this kind of relationship as a, as, let's say, a manager and employee. Now, there are ways to bring this throughout the whole company, but that's not going to be in this conversation. We're just going to talk about the one-to-one -one relationship. Okay, so the first one I would say is setting the context that this relationship is going to be a relationship where we're going to navigate personal growth together. So often people are trying to silo out or separate out their own personal growth with their professional career. And to me, if we're actually really doing what we can ultimately do together in the best way, it's really hard to separate those out. So that means that we're doing things such as giving feedback to each other, we're addressing issues with each other, we're taking responsibility for our parts and all the breakdowns, and we're really working together to make sure that each of us are 
committed to our own growth. Would you add anything to that, Will, before we get into the second one? Usually the context inside of a, a professional relationship isn't that we're doing, you know, personal work together. Now, personal work could include a lot of things. So maybe that's what we want to talk about. Yeah, I think what you're offering here, what you're explaining is in stark contrast to the conventional mindset between a manager and employee where there's more of a, here's your list of things to go do and the deadline maybe comes and goes or, or maybe it gets met, but um, the relationship is more about um, do what I say kind of thing, as opposed to this richer opportunity for both people to be influenced by the experience of working together and growing together. And that takes a different level of receptivity and openness to feedback. It takes time to develop the trust that that is going to happen between Mm -hmm. you. But what we're talking about here is a, a set of agreements that can really support that to happen. Right. Well, that, that'll be the second thing that does support that to happen. I also want to say that part of this commitment to personal growth is committing to each other's greatest success, meaning we're not going to throw the personal impacts on each other under the rug because it's a professional setting. Right. It's like we're going to do our work so we can stay clean, we can stay clear, we can stay connected, and we can stay on track rather than having to be concerned about, oh, so-and-so is not going to like this, or using up our energy to to walk on eggshells versus using our energy in a creative and innovative way to find solutions and opportunities. So it's really committing to the, the interpersonal relationship. Right. And taking into account that the growth that we experience interpersonally is a big contributor to the success of what we're trying to do together. Exactly. For example, if you were my manager and you said to me, hey, go do this list of things, but I didn't come back to you and say, hey, listen, number five here, like I really need some help with this because I haven't developed enough. I haven't grown into this area enough versus just being like trying to fake it till you make it. It's like coming to you with like, hey, I need to grow here and I need help. Or you know, or maybe even as the manager getting feedback from the employee of like, hey, there's a way that we could do this sales process better. Are you open to some feedback? So we're growing with each other. Yes. Okay. So the second thing that I think that this relationship would need is influenced by the collaborative way. And however, there are what we would call agreements instead of practices. And these are a certain set of agreements about how we're going to work and relate to each other to support the growth mindset that we just talked about and have common language about it. So often we come from different backgrounds where one, we say one word, but that word means something completely different to somebody else. So if we're not talking the same language, then we're going to be missing each other a lot. And if we don't have agreements about how we're going to do relationship together, then we're not really optimizing our capacity to work effectively together. For example, one of the agreements that we really believe in in our personal relationship in our marriage is to repair ruptures abundantly. Now, we have the same language about what that means. We know what the outcomes feels like, and we're both committed to doing that. And that really helps us stay on track and to be able to stay focused on our own missions. The same applies in this particular work relationship. Yeah, and the practice of repairing abundantly is something that you can get really good at and you can get more and more efficient with. And if you think about this in a work context, having a conflict with another person that you can't resolve and don't, or don't resolve for weeks or months or years just really deflates 
the joy of working with that person, right? So the responsibility to bring something forward that didn't feel great or that you didn't understand is really critical. I think people fall down here a lot uh, in the workplace. Totally. And if I were working for you and you weren't addressing those issues with me and I kind of felt it and knew it because we weren't talking about stuff, I wouldn't feel secure inside of our relationship. Like I would always kind of constantly be asking, well, am I doing my job okay? Are we secure? Is he actually going to bring things up to me before like my review or before like I get fired or something like that? You know, like the purpose of the agreement is to really bring the security to the relationship. And the kicker here though is that even though there's a power dynamic, both people truly need to be willing to commit to these agreements. And when we fall down, clean up our mistakes and recommit to doing it again because we're going to fall down and learn. But if the person who has the power in the relationship, more power, isn't actually practicing, it's not actually going to work. For sure. There needs to be a mutual commitment to the practices or it doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. That was one of the biggest challenges in bringing the collaborative way into companies was that people, the employees never really thought that they could bring stuff to the managers because they they didn't really believe that they were going to be practicing the collaborative way with them. And that became a really big challenge in terms of creating the kind of security we're talking about with the WeOS. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, the tendency, I think, you know, if you're the manager and your job is not hinging on your performance in relationship to the person who reports to you, then you're in a different situation and you can sort of get by with, so to speak, bad behavior or not practicing fully or committing fully to the growth. And so I think that in this power differential relationship that the question comes from, it's especially incumbent on the leader, on the manager, to make sure that they're practicing these agreements. I think that's part of the the responsibility and the privilege of leadership is that you it, it, it's critical to understand this concept of as above, so below. Like if you're not mm. walking the walk as a leader, there's just no way that you're creating a system that's going to reflect that ideal. It's just not going to happen. Right. And the leader also needs to be willing to receive challenging feedback, be open to it, be willing to grow in that way. I think that can also be really hard. It can be a place where some leaders like can hide out is that they don't have to face their own blind spots and shadows. So in this model, we want you to see them all. <laughs> Just kidding. It's really for the purpose. It's really truly for the purpose of moving forward what you're up to together in your relationship and in the company. Exactly. Did you have a third one? The third one is to really focus on progress over perfection. Another element of the collaborative way was that we were really specifying that it's in the context of learning together. So one thing that I love about our relationship is that we're continually learning. It's never like we mess something up and we're forever. It's kind of like, it's like, no, what are we going to learn from that? And we really get each other's worlds so that we understand what was happening for each other and we can get new insights and we can learn how to do it better next time. And that's really the third thing that I think this relationship would need in order to really thrive is to have that kind of learning context, the progress over perfection mindset. It's really helpful for someone like me with a kind of perfectionistic personality to strive after excellence rather than perfection because it's just very stressful to be 
constantly comparing yourself to some ideal that's not even real. And if you notice yourself doing that, if you have that kind of personality style like I do, you'll you'll notice if you look that the finish line to perfection always moves out further in front of you. There's no, <laughs> you never quite get there. So, but striving for excellence is something that I think all of us can relate to and and get on board with that we're going to do our best and we're just going to keep learning as we go. You know, the metaphor I think is helpful here with the WOS in general is like a metaphor of trying to get good at anything. And I think of team sports a lot here because of the collaborative quality of what we're trying to describe is what's best for the team. You know, how, how can I be a better team member? How can I do my part? How can I help my team members be successful? How can we elevate our experience and our performance as a group? You're a big football fan. Do you ever see someone on the team come from more of this eye perspective that we're talking about and they're doing, what are they doing in the field when they're not coming from like, how do we win? But this is like how I want to show off or I want to win or I want to get that touchdown. Like what happens in your perspective to the team when that's happening? Well, it, it detracts from the success of the team. I mean, the, the obvious one is showing off after tackling somebody and getting a penalty or uh, getting a penalty in the end zone after you scored a touchdown oh. because you're celebrating in a particular way. <laughs> oh, really? That can oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I think an exa- another example, I'm, I'm switching gears here a little bit, but any any uh, professional basketball fan can relate to the fact that some teams, no matter how much talent they have, cannot get to the NBA Finals. Mm. And the reason they can't get there is because they can't collaborate with each other effectively mm-hmm. enough. Mm-hmm. And that's where I love the Netflix series, The Last Dance, with Mike, you know chronicling Michael Jordan's life with the Chicago Bulls because the coach of the Bulls, had this incredible capacity to bring forth a level of collaboration that, you know, is just exquisite. I mean, it's it's really fun to watch if if you're interested in that kind of thing. Yeah, I think you like binged watched. <laughs> I was like out of town or something and all of a sudden it was like, wow, I finished all that. Amazing. It was good. So inspiring. Well, we so appreciate the question that you, sweet listener, brought us and we are really open to talking more about these dynamics. We're totally into them, obviously. There's a lot of nuance to all of them. And there are particular agreements that we feel work really well inside of the professional context. So we're happy to share those. If you want to reach out, any of you can find us at kristavanderveer.com. You can find us directly there. And anything else, Will, that you want to say about all this? Thanks for listening and thanks for the question. Thanks for the comments that you have for us. It really helps us clarify what we're talking about here. So I really appreciate that. (laughs) Thanks for helping us grow. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And thank all of you for leaving us reviews. We just get so tickled and touched every time that we see a new review. So if you've been listening to this and you haven't left us a review, we would so love to hear from you. You can do that on any of your favorite podcast platforms under the art of we. So thank you. And we will talk to you next week. Thanks. Thank you so much for joining us. If you found this content valuable, please follow the show and share it with your partner or other key collaborators. If the show has sparked an interesting conversation based on these topics, we'd love to hear from you. Find us on Instagram at art of we podcast. And we'll see you next time when we explore what it means to be better together, like butter and toast on the art of we.